Hello, welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is Penelope Isn't Perfect. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. The name of last week's hymn was Make Me a Blessing from the story The Peters, Rocket, and the Roller Coaster of Emotions. But we didn't have a winner. So we hope to this week. Now it's time to get to this week's story. Penelope isn't perfect. It was a Saturday afternoon, and though the calendar indicated that it was fall, it was still quite warm outside. It was warm enough that Daddy Peters allowed Pearson and Penelope, Patience and Priscilla, to bring out the summer tarp water slide. They were all dressed in their bathing suits, and Todd Hicks, Pearson's good friend, had joined them in their frivolity. Todd Hicks was always up for a good time. Rocket Cameron, a newer neighbor on the block, had sauntered over and was happy when Pearson invited him to play along with them. The Peters had been watching Rocket a lot lately because his mom was expecting a baby and she was still struggling with being sick. Rocket was just a little guy, excited to play with the older neighbor kids, and Pearson and Penelope had grown quite used to him as he had been spending a lot of time with them of late. Dudes! Dudettes! I think we should have a slidin' and style contest, Todd announced to everyone with his usual exuberance. All of them had been enjoying running through the grass and sliding the 20 feet to the little puddle ending. After Todd announced the contest, everyone was game for it. Great idea, Penelope said. But how will we judge the contest? Well, I think we should all rate each other's slides. Like we give numbers and the more rock in the slide, the higher the number. But with the little dude Zen duet, you know, and the little dude... Todd was in the habit of speaking rapidly and he began to stumble on his words. With, with the little dude there pointed to Rocket, and, and the dudettes, you know, the twink, the, the, the twinkies, we have to give them a little more, because I think we can all agree, we have a bit of advantage, we have an a bit, we have a bit of an advantage, am I right? Yeah, I agree with that. So what's the range of numbers that we'll use? Pearson wanted to know. One for the worst slide, like you gotta stink it up like a cooked pan of uh, broccoli to get a, a one. It's gotta be, it's gotta be really bad. Gross. The smell of cooked broccoli? I gotta tell you right here and now, it doesn't smell much different than, than Priscilla or Patience's diapers. Pee you! Pearson shouted. Pierce, that's not true. The girls don't even wear diapers anymore except at bed. A- and they hardly wake up and, a- and they hardly wake up wet anymore. Penelope became defensive for her younger twin siblings, even though Patience and Priscilla had not a clue what was being discussed about them. Well, have you ever smelled bear's diapers? Todd asked. I mean, seriously, they are, uh, uh, oh, I, I can't even describe it to you. I mean, cooked broccoli doesn't even come close, and you've never smelled anything so gross in all of your life. I mean, Bear is a great brother, but, oh, you never want to smell his diapers. Let, let's just leave it at that. But hey, enough about stinky diapers and broccoli. Let's get this thing rolling. First up was Pearson, and with a flair for the dramatic, he reared back on his hind legs and raced for the tarp. At the last second, he dropped to his knees and zoomed to the end, making a giant splash. Everyone erupted in cheers. I give that one a ten, Penelope shouted. Broski, that was rad, Todd declared with fervor. Imitating the older kids, the twins shouted, Din! Din! as they clapped their pudgy hands together. All right, 
That leaves you, Rocket. Dude, you gonna give the bro wickedest score of perfection or what? Todd turned to Rocket, waiting to hear Rocket's score. I'll give him a five. A five? Dude, maybe your eyes weren't looking at the same spot. Because our man Pearson there, he surprised all of us with all that panache. If anyone deserves a perfecto scorer, it's my man Piers here. I give that man a 10. I wish it could be 11, but I gotta stick to the rules. You sure about that five rocket? Todd responded in disbelief. Well, he's not as good as me. Sheesh! Rocket finished, and then he took the Lord's name in vain, quietly, under his breath. But it wasn't so quiet that Penelope hadn't heard it. She pulled back in horror. Rocket! You should not take the Lord's name in vain. That is not honoring to him. What? Rocket asked a bit proudly, especially for being only five years old. When you said those three words, that wasn't honoring to the Lord, Penelope responded. The Bible says we shouldn't take the name of the Lord our God in vain, because the Lord won't hold him guiltless. I mean, whoever takes his name in vain, like, like you just did, Rocket, Penelope sputtered. She was rather bothered by Rocket's attitude. It's true, little dude. You can't be storing up wrath from God. It trust me, it's no good, man. You've got to repent, you've got to repent of that kind of thing. Todd said boldly. I don't care. It's my turn, Rocket said. And in his five-year-old way, he raced toward the tarp, apathetic to what had just happened. Jumping and twisting in the air, he went careening down the tarp with no shortage of finesse. Pearson and Todd were pretty impressed with Rocket's run, and even the twins stood mesmerized. Penelope, though, seemed rather ho-hum about it. She was offended by Rocket's attitude about taking the Lord's name in vain. But no one noticed how bothered she was, until it was time to rate Rocket's run. Pearson and Todd took into consideration that Rocket was only five, and they scored him a ten. But when it came time for Penelope to rate him, she gave him a five. A five? What? Didn't you see my slide? Rocket demanded. I did, and I think it was a five. Penelope said, quite stubbornly. And it wasn't that the slide was super great, but Rocket was only five, and everyone was grading the younger ones on a curve. And Penelope certainly would have been happy to do the same. Except that she was still upset with his attitude, and she didn't exactly have a fair outlook about it. Aw, come on! Rocket shouted, and everyone looked at Penelope expectantly. But nope, she was standing her ground and she refused to change the rating. And so, because Rocket didn't know Jesus, and Penelope had a great deal of pride, the vengeful scoring continued. Rocket scored Penelope low, and in turn, Penelope scored Rocket low on his next run, and back and forth they went for the rest of the time. After a while, Penelope began to feel glum. She was sick inside at the way she had been acting and announced that she was taking a break from the game. The game continued as she walked inside and up to her bedroom. She sat on the floor in her room and played quietly with her little Miss Molly doll, picking the brush up off the floor and picking through the doll's hair. Rocket is so rude. He's not, he's just not a kind kid. We shouldn't even play, we shouldn't even play, we shouldn't even be playing with him because he's not a Christian. He's got to be a bad influence on the twins. And I, I'm going to tell Mama Peters that he took the names of the Lord's, that he took the names, the Lord's name in vain. Penelope grumbled to herself. Her grumbling didn't make her feel better, but she continued, And I wish he would just go home. I'm going to talk to Pearson about it. No one should be playing with him. He's always causing trouble. Penelope's monologue continued, and she felt herself growing hot with fury. When there was a knock on the door, 
She answered a bit too forcefully. Come in! Nellie, what are you doing in here? Why aren't you playing outside with the older kids? Mama Peters walked in and sat down on the bed, speaking tenderly to her daughter. Mama Peters, ever discerning, sensed something was wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm tired and, and I, I, I don't want to play anymore. Penelope knew that was true, but mostly she knew that the main reason was that she was disgusted with Rocket, and that made her even more tired. Well, that doesn't sound like you, Pen. You tired of water play? It's almost a hundred degrees out, and usually we have to practically drag you inside. Are you sure there's nothing more bothering you? Well, maybe. Oh, I don't know, Mama Peters. I, I don't think we should have invited Rock. I don't think we should invite Rocket to come over anymore. He takes a he takes the names of the Lord. He takes the Lord's name in vain, and and he's kind of rude. And and I think he'll be a bad influence on the twins. Penelope blurted out in a twisted torrent of words. Okay, Pen. What did you do when he took the Lord's name in vain? Well, I just couldn't be. I couldn't believe my earballs. Penelope said, using the funny phrase the family used whenever they couldn't believe what they were hearing. So I said, Rocket, you can't take the late name of the Lord's. You can't take the Lord's name in vain. And he didn't even care, Mama Peters. Okay, did you say it like that? Mama Peters asked gently. Of course, I was horrified. Mama Peters, he's five. He should not be taking the Lord's name in vain. Well, it seems to me that you weren't very gentle about it, were you? Is that a possibility? It sounds like you expressed anger toward his behavior. And could it be that you weren't angry for the Lord? Maybe you didn't handle it well. Maybe if you had spoken gently to him, he would have been more prone to listen. The book of Proverbs is packed full of verses about our speech and how we're to speak to one another. Proverbs 16.21 says, Sweetness of speech increases persuasion. That is, when our words are sweet, the listener might be more ready to receive it. And one of my favorites, also in Proverbs, Proverbs 15.1, says a harsh word stirs up anger, but a gentle answer turns away wrath. Both of those Proverbs are like beacons of light that help us to know how we ought to speak to others. Sometimes harder and more direct words are required, but never with an attitude of judgment or anger from our own hearts. We still must be humble and patient and kind. Do you understand what I mean, Nellie? Penelope nodded emphatically. Yes, Mama Peters, I do. Just like what you're doing with me now. Penelope was chagrined. Well, praise the Lord, Pen. But I'm older and I've had a lot of practice and have spoken harshly many times, more times than I can count or even care to admit. But God's grace is growing me to always remember to speak to others as I would like to be spoken to. I'm nowhere near perfect, and I won't ever be on earth. But, sweetie, we must use words that help persuade and direct others to the cross. Rocket is not a Christian, and you know his family are not Christians either. Your testimony is one of the ways we hope to help him and Billy and Sonny, Mr. and Mrs. Cameron, to you, to recognize their need for Jesus. Oh, Mama Peters, when you put it that way, I feel just terrible. I really do want Rocket to be saved, but I'm also worried about him. Doesn't the Bible also say that, that bad company corrupts good morals? You're right, Pen. it sure does. And I would definitely be concerned about Priscilla and Patience hanging out with Rocket away from our home where I don't have other eyes on him. But we also must not forget what Romans 7 says. While we are in the flesh, that is our body, our sinful passions, which were aroused by the law, 
we're at work in the members of our body. And Jesus reminds us that out of the mouth proceed the evils from within. It's nothing external that causes us to sin. Our sin comes from inside of us. Don't get me wrong. We must be careful about the influences around us. But you must also remember, people can't influence you to do something without your heart already going in that direction. Oh, Mama Peters, I truly should never, I should just never leave this room. I sin so much. I just hate it. If I didn't leave this room, maybe, just maybe I could be perfect. Penelope sounded downright defeated. Oh, sweet Nellie, you're entirely missing the point, sweetie. You aren't perfect, and you never will be this side of heaven. But remember what Romans 7 says that I just quoted? Even if you sat here all day, every day, and you only read the Bible all the time, guess what? You would still sin. Because Romans 7 tells us that our sinful passions are aroused by the law. And that means that learning God's law and trying to do God's law, that actually makes us want to sin in our flesh. We're at war with our flesh. We have evil right by our side, ready to conquer us. And God will grow you, but it's a regular part of your flesh. It's astonishing how rebellious our sinful flesh is. But praise God, there's hope. And our hope is in Jesus, in believing and confessing and repenting of our sins. Mama Peters, I I never thought of it that way before. I always thought that if I were just by myself reading the Bible and and never going outside or playing with anybody, I, I would probably not ever sin again. But, But I guess I would sin against the Lord, even if just in my heart. Exactly. And I know it sounds defeating, but it's amazing. And you know why? It's because God knows all of this about us. But he loves us so much that he would send his son to die a barbaric death for our sins. Praise the Lord. So we don't need to be upset or surprised by our sins. We're capable of anything. We need to simply confess and repent of them. It reminds me of the old hymn, Before the Throne of God Above. I love the second verse. When Satan tempts me to despair, just like you've been doing, you've been feeling so down because you were not the kindest to rock it. And then it says, and tells me of the guilt within. Satan loves to twist us up in knots. But then upward I look and I see him there. I see Jesus who made an end of all my sin. And this is my favorite part of the song. Because the sinless Savior died, he didn't do anything wrong. My sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied. And I love, love, love this part to look on him. And pardon me. It's sort of like looking at a drawing and seeing all kinds of weird things in it. And the caption says, what's wrong with this picture? And the picture is of a desk in an office with a calendar. And the page is turned to June 31st. And on the desk by the computer is a real live mouse. So Penelope, from my description, what two things are wrong about that picture? Well, June only has 30 days, so that would be wrong. and. I know we call it a mouse, but it's not a real-life mouse. (laughs) Penelope giggled. Exactly. And so when we look in our mind's eye at Jesus hanging on the cross for somebody else's sin and for my sin, and he didn't do anything wrong, you might be inclined to say, what's wrong with this picture? But there's nothing wrong with the picture. It just represents something beautiful, that Jesus died for every one of our sins. 
By the time Mama Peters was finished speaking, Penelope had tears in her eyes. Oh, Mama Peters, that's truly wonderful. Thank you for talking to me. I think I need to go out and, and have a conversation with Rocket. I think that's a great idea, Pen, Mama Peters confirmed. Penelope prayed with Mama Peters, and she suddenly felt better, too. With a renewed pep in her step, she walked outside to where everyone else was happily playing. Rocket, can I talk to you for a minute? Penelope asked sweetly. Okay, Rocket answered in a happy-go-lucky way. He seemed to have forgotten their interaction that had just happened twenty minutes prior. Rocket, I didn't like that you took the Lord's name in vain, but instead of being kind, I got angry with you, and I was so rude to you. And I dishonored the Lord in the way I spoke to you because I was just angry. And then you weren't listening, and that made me even more angry. And that was so wrong. I cared more about how you offended me than how you offended the Lord. And I should have expressed that in a sweet way. Penelope was slow and deliberate in the way she spoke to Rocket, which was out of character for her. And Rocket, you had some really great slides on the tarp, but I rated you unfairly because I was angry and I got revenge that way. But the Bible tells me it's up to God to take care of that kind of thing. So would you please forgive me for my anger and disregard for the Lord? Oh, I forgive you, but I don't know what, what I said that made you mad still. Rocket's tone was earnest. Well, you've said God's name without, without actually speaking to God, Rocket. When we say God's name and we take it, we say it in the way you said it, it's, when we say it, it should, it's, well, what I'm trying to say is we should, we should say God's name with purpose. He's holy and he doesn't want to be talked about in an unholy way. It's kind of like when I call Mama Peters her. Mama Peters says it more like a joke, but she says, I'm Mama Peters, and I earn my title. I'm not her or she. I'm not just a pronoun. And that's maybe a little bit how God is. He wants us to respect him in every way, including our speech. So we want to be careful to do that. Does that make sense, Rocket? I guess so, but I'm going to try to not say that anymore, because, so, so thanks for telling me. And with that, Rocket threw his arms around Penelope and hugged her tightly. Ah, Rocket, thanks for the hug. I sure am thankful for you, Penelope said affectionately. Well, thank you, Penelope. I'm thankful for you and and for your whole family. I want to be just like you guys. And with that, Rocket turned and ran over to where Pearson and Todd were. Penelope silently prayed a prayer of gratitude and rejoined everyone in the water game because Mama Peters had been right about a lot of things, including that Penelope was never tired of playing in the water. This is Grandma's Corner. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 115.1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. I cannot count how many times, and I'm chagrined to admit this, I will do something for God's glory and then try to steal the glory from him and give myself credit for whatever I've done. But I need not be chagrined or even surprised by my sin. Mama Peters pointed out to Penelope that even those of us who know the Lord and have the indwelling spirit are still at war with the flesh. Initially, Penelope was upset that Rocket had taken God's name in vain, and rightly so. But she forgot that Rocket wasn't a believer, and he was just doing what unbelievers often do 
When Rocket rejected her correction, she got mad and made it about her. As I was thinking and praying about what to talk about on Grandma's Corner for this week's story, I thought of a time a long, long time ago when I was in fifth grade. Our class loved our fifth grade teacher, so I concocted a plan to throw her a surprise party for her birthday. I wasn't the only one involved, of course. You need a lot of people to help. And so lots of other fifth graders help, along with their parents and my parents. Believe it or not, everyone kept the secret. And on the day of the party, when we weren't quite ready for the teacher to bring the class back in from the playground, the students did what they could to stall the line until everything was set up. So they did things like hit each other, and the teacher had to stop the line and correct them. One kid did a flip while walking in the line, and the teacher had to stop the line again and correct that student. Other students talked and yelled, and the teacher had to stop the line again and again. By the time the class reached the classroom, the teacher was so frustrated by the student's behavior, which made it all the more fun. And then to see her reaction when everyone yelled, surprise! I was, even as a fifth grader, so thankful to the Lord for making the party a huge success. I had prayed it would be. But you know what I did? And I'm embarrassed even decades later to tell you this. I made sure that my teacher knew it was my idea for the party. However, as Mama Peters also told Penelope, we don't need to be upset or surprised by our sins. We simply need to confess and repent of them. And that is what I did. I confessed my pride of wanting to be seen, and God forgave my foolishness. Isn't that grand? So when you sin, it is good and right to be chagrined and ashamed of your sin. But don't brood on it. Confess it and move on. And remember that beautiful verse from 1 John 1.9 that we often quote here on Grandma's Corner. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.